What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Today, we are switching gears a little bit. Typically, we're talking strategy and business and marketing, and and we've got an amazing guest on, someone who contacted me, and I was so, lots, we get lots of requests for podcasts. I'm just going to tell you guys, full disclosure, but when, and usually it's for someone trying to uh, toot their own horn or sell a product or do whatever, so really, most of them go into spam. But when Dr. Dustin Funhiller hit me up, Wait, I Wait, say was, that last name again? Funhiller. Funhiller. Like I said it right. Jeff. I know. I just, I just love saying Thanks, it. Thanks, Jeff. That's um, P-F-U-N-D-H-E-L-L-E-R. Craig, um, I'm doing the introduction. No, I, do, I, I can't. I have, I have coffee in my hand, Pete. I got to move today, You bro. get spastic with coffee. Spastic. So, Dustin, I, so Dustin is the traveling dentist. Um, educated stateside and you know florida and stuff like that but dustin has literally traveled the world doing dentistry and dustin i have to say when i looked at kind of doing my due diligence and seeing like all right we're gonna bring you on and like what are you what are you promoting and whatever and there's obviously nothing but i looked at the places that you've been on this planet and was just like an awestruck like how did you number one get into some of these crazy countries and do dentistry so Welcome to the show. I think it's a nice, it's going to be a breath of fresh air because you're going to teach us a lot about, you know, other country dentistry and just how lucky we are probably, um, as well as give some, maybe some cool travel tips on some foreign exotic places that we must attend before we, uh, we depart this earth. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping all that, all in the above. Yeah, man. So give us, give a little context. So how, how you, when did you graduate? Dental uh, 2013. 2013 and, and from Florida, I think you said, right? Yep, exactly. University okay. of Florida? Yep. Cool. So have you always been just this, you had this nomadic inclination or did you just say, hey, I'm going to go spend a bunch of money on getting a dental education. I'm just going to travel the world and do dentistry. Like what was the, what was the genesis of your thought pattern there? Uh, both are kind of wrong. Uh, <laughs> okay, good, good. So, so um, because it's not like you just leave, graduate dental school and you're like, I'm going to go travel the world. No, I mean, you know, I, I, how to tell you. So when I was an undergrad, I had studied abroad and I had always loved it. And I always wanted to like go study again or live overseas or do something cool and different than the typical eight to five work in the U.S. type of thing. And so unfortunately I got into dental school my first year I applied and I thought if I didn't go in, you know, get in and go teach English for a year or so. And so then I just thought, you know, whenever I graduate dental school, it'd be really cool to work overseas somewhere. And so I looked everywhere I could go and I found out that Singapore, they spoke English as their main language and that they accepted an American dental license. And so, yeah. And they also paid fairly competitive, you know, a little bit lower than you get in the U S but it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't like, for example, there was, I could have worked in India and obviously there I would have made not enough money to even pay back my loans, let alone, you know, living on my own. So, yeah, so I just, I was just completely random. I didn't know anybody else that was there. I just decided to sign up and go. And I thought I'd do it for six months. And, you know, and then when I got there, I found other American dentists that were living there. And one guy was from Oklahoma. It was his second year there. And he was traveling all the time. You know, he's either working or traveling. And I was like, man, this is kind of a nice life. Wow. Cool. Yeah. 
Craig, when I hear stories like this, I'm like, I know we talked about this and where were we? Like, Whistler I just last have weekend. FOMO. Like I'm I know, like, what so, have I been doing with my life? So I'm gonna I'm gonna so Pete and I were uh, speaking in Whistler, what was it like a week and a half ago now? And uh, we were preparing our uh, I won't get into all the details, but it was pretty funny. We were preparing our speech our lecture and we're at a Starbucks and like Whistler's a ski town and we're seeing a whole bunch yeah. of like these totally free young uh, adults that are probably like in their low twenties and they're from New Zealand and Australia and all over the planet. And they're just like living this life. And yeah. he's like, Pete is literally like, man, I don't know. Did I screw up? I'm, I'm having a come apart because literally yeah, guys like, apart. Oh, everything's happy. And like, I'm going to smoke a bowl later and probably go straight yeah. to the slopes and go crush yeah. it. And then he's like, yeah, man, good on you. Over here's a head shop. And it's at weeds legally. You know what? Hey, I could walk you over there. I'm like, no, no, we're good, bro. He's like, no, no, it's, it's great. I know the guys. It was just the funniest thing. And Pete and I are now walking through the, like back to the hotel. And he's like, I don't know. Did we choose the right thing? It's freaking hard. I'm like, it's just so funny. The human experience that we're always like, should we have been like this weed smoking uh, Starbucks employee or the Dr. Dustin's of the world doing fillings in Singapore? It's, it's a very interesting thing because most people look at us and say they want what we have. And we look at the Starbucks guy and like, we want what he has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dustin, so go back. To, I want to hear more about like, I want to hear more about this. So keep unpacking your journey here. So, yeah. So I first um, went to Singapore and at the beginning, you know, I remember tell, like, I remember the first night because I met the, the American that was working at the same clinic. And I just happened to pick, you could almost call it corporate dentistry. There was a big um, company that had about 50 different clinics, 40 to 50 different clinics in Singapore. So they had someone specifically assigned to helping foreigners transition and get their license and everything. And I'll never forget the first time I went out with the, the guy from Oklahoma. And I was like, you know, I really, I'm, I'm not coming here to, to make a ton of money or anything. I'm coming here so I can travel and have a good experience for six months. And he's like, don't worry, I travel all the time. And so that was probably the best thing. I didn't find that out until I already accepted the job and was already out there. Um, and then the big turning point was probably after about a year and a half, I ended up switching to a new company. And the doctor asked me at the time, he's like, what, you know, when do you want to work? And in Singapore, it's very different. They're open on the weekends, they're open on the evenings. And so I was like, just schedule me 14 days in a row, every day, nine to nine, and then let me have 14 days off. Mm. And he thought it was insane. And yeah, that's basically what I did for the next four and a half. Genius, actually, yeah. that's awesome. So, I, you know, if you do the numbers, I work more than 50 hours, you know, 50 weeks, 40 hours a week. I actually put in a little bit more, whatever you would do. But on the other hand, I had two weeks off every month to go just travel the world. So I you did, did 12 hour years. days for 14 days. Yes. Straight of dentistry. Yeah. That's wow. You must hear, see, Craig, he's got that young buck, that, yeah. that Thundercat stamina, this the young blood. Just well, bro, to, I'm seeing like five, I'm five patients deep right whatever. now. Whatever. You take naps. I do, I do not take naps. You bro. take siesta. I, I wish I could take a siesta. I don't take a siesta. There's no. When Craig says he sees four patients deep, he literally goes in, high fives everybody, and, and tells <laughs> and delegates to his assistants and is like, "Oh, how tough are IPRs, Craig? How tough are IPRs?" Dustin, how old are you, bud? I'm 33 now. Okay, cool. And all right, so uh, just a couple of personal questions because I'm trying to like I'm like trying to capture all this. Uh, you got a girlfriend, you got a relationship, what's going so, on? That's kind of helped with the whole thing, helped, uh, kind of threw me into the whole situation. So when I went there at the beginning, I did have a girlfriend and she hadn't graduated yet. She was a PhD student. And so obviously jobs around Gainesville, I mean, Gainesville's not a huge city, so there wasn't a lot of jobs. I mean, they have a dental school, right? So 
you know, uh, and so the plan was, I love to travel. She knew that was a huge passion of mine. And, and the plan was to be in Singapore six months. And then she's a PhD student. And PhD students never graduate on time. So then it was going to be a year. And then after that, after a year, she ended up finding somebody else. And so I didn't know what to do. And I knew I loved traveling. And so that's when I got the new job. And that all kind of, I was like, well, I'm going to go all in the travel now. So where sure. are you coming to us so. from now? Where, where, are you, where are you at right now? So I just relocated back to Florida. So I'm actually in Florida right now. Where, Did they shove you in the stock at? room for to do the podcast? Yeah, exactly. They weren't yeah. really prepared. They said, this is the only quiet room we have. Dustin, get in here and get in here. Yeah. <laughs> so can we title this podcast from Dustin's Closet? Dustin's there we go. <laughs> hey, so where in Florida are you? What part? Uh, Sarasota. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then you went from Singapore, like let's, let's jump into like some, just some crazy ass places that you've been. Okay. And done, the craziest. And I want to hear where the oh. craziest places to practice. Give dentistry. us the craziest story you've got, Dustin. And go. I mean, for dentistry or for dentistry for... first, because I know that, you know, there's yeah. people eat monkey brains in certain parts of the world. I want to know about like, where's the most aberrant place. Like if you drop the average US dentist or Australian or UK dentist into this place, they freak the fuck out. I mean, or is it all just would, freaky? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would say like Western Sahara. That's the place where I went to volunteer. Like, because there's just no way to get there. We had to, you know, the nearest airport's in a different country. And then you have to take uh, four-wheel drive vehicles through the, through the Sahara Desert for like six hours just to get to the first city. It doesn't sound that complicated. But, you know, we had to go with like, and then you get, you, there's no roads. You have to drive over the desert. Uh, is that where the Maasai hours. people are? That, the what people? No, Maasai warriors. No, Maasai uh, warriors. No one's a jump. No, that's a more of a plains. <laughs> so I think Sahara. Well, maybe it's Sahara plain. I don't, I don't know. know. Dustin, yeah. how do you not know this, bro? You were there. I was lucky well, for those people. You never. Yeah, you stayed well, away from we, the warriors. They have good teeth. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, what were you doing on these people? So, I mean, there we, it was, first of all, I couldn't believe what they can do with dentistry these days. Like we had a portable chair, like everything, you know, all we, we brought a generator and then we brought like a suitcase and we had drills and everything else. Uh, it was actually a, a bunch of Spanish uh, dentists go there because they actually speak Spanish there. Um, and I just tagged along with them. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was insane. They, you know, they're just these, it's like a nomad type of country. And so like, you know, they, their whole city consists of a school, hospital, and like two or three shops. And then everybody else is in the desert just doing their, I don't know what the desert people do. Uh, trying to know, survive, bro. Trying to yeah, survive, right? Staying, right? staying cool. Ca carrying water for like But what kind of procedures were needed? More extractions and Mo just like... Mostly extractions and fillings is basically all we, we could do. I mean, you know, with, with our limited supplies. Because, I mean, we had, we had to halt everything. So for them, it's not so bad because they, they fly from Madrid down to Algeria. So they have to fly to Algeria mm -hmm. and then they have to fly to this tiny, then they fly three hours to the most Southern part of Algeria, which is the desert. And then we have to drive the six hours after we get there. And you know, in about five Jeeps. Dude, so you this... went to Iraq? I'm looking at your yeah. Instagram yeah, right look now. look at his website. Freaking Iraq. Look at the pins. I, what's your website, by the way? Uh, so wanderingdentist.com. You're wandering dentist, but then you have a map on there with you've pinned yeah. all the places you've been, and, and like I was like, this well, is fake news. You've been, for a he's been to North Korea. You've been uh, to North yeah. Korea. That is freaking crazy. Craig, go to yeah. that website right now. You'll be blown away by the. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's unpack North Korea because you're going right to the, the Sahara, like yeah. North well, Korea. I, like you can get yourself in trouble without meaning to do anything but help people there. Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah. Well, I mean. I wanted to see a dental clinic there that, you know, I guess, you know, they didn't, okay. 
let me. Um, you know, most of the things, though, <laughs> I was actually really surprised with North Korea because the, the thing with North Korea is, you know, it's probably a big, big thing when you've been, you know, when you, that's like the only country you've been to. You haven't, you've only been to European countries or Asian. But like I had gone to the most remote places in Africa, like places where they're kind of more in like huts. I don't mean to say it in the, the wrong way. So right. when I went to North Korea, I was actually surprised that there was buildings that were like, you know, they had nice buildings there. I wasn't expecting any of that. They had, you know, everything. They weren't in huts is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. they had a lot of infrastructure. So yes, if you compare it to maybe say South Korea or another really rich country, they, you know, obviously it might not be as great, but when you compare it to some of the really crazy places I was, it was actually kind of normal. Yeah. It Bro, felt like a lot Kabul, like Kabul? Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was kind of crazy. That was more That's like crazy. Work. I have a buddy, my buddy David Rutherford. Uh, yeah. I tried to get him on the podcast. He's a Navy SEAL and worked for like five years for Blackwater after. He spent a lot of yeah. time in Kabul, and he's told me stories about Kabul. That is crazy you went there. Yeah, so like that would be my exp- uh, – so like Afghanistan was a lot more crazy than North Korea because North Korea, because of their, however you want to say it, rules, they're yeah. quite strict. So nobody right. ever really breaks the rules, right? They kind of like – um you know people do things and it but you go to Kabul there's like you're you're driving it's just like the wild wild west right yeah exactly you'll have people with you'll have a jeep with huge guns in the back I guess they're supposed to be police but it's always weird when that drives next to you and you know yeah it was crazy so when it when is the when what what is the location and place that you most felt for your physical safety not an experience but the entire time you were there had to be Kabul huh I don't know. I mean, I got arrested in Burundi, so that kind of, but that. Where? Yeah, that was, it's in Africa, uh, right next to Rwanda. Yeah, Burundi. Um, yeah, so I was in a local home, and they couldn't understand why there would be a, a, a white, Amer- you know, American that's not in the fancy hotels. Why is he with a local? And I was like, hey, I'm just trying to hang out and meet, you know. <laughs> and yeah, they ended up arresting me and throwing me. We say, we don't believe you. You're going to jail. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was like, I have a piece. I don't, I don't understand. So yeah, and of course they they're just so unorganized. So they showed up with like fourteen guys with AK forty sevens, and you know you don't know what's going to happen until, like, going to jail was actually really nice because well not nice but was relieving because you knew they weren't going to like kill you in the woods or wherever. That's mm-hmm. the one time I was like like shaking and, and quite nervous. But um, you know most of the time I wasn't that ner- when I went to Syria. Obviously I was quite nervous when I first. Dude, you're, uh, entered. you're frick. You're a madman. I love it. <laughs> I love. I mean, it. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Dustin, what is the goal? What is the goal? Is to go to all continents? Is to go to every country on the planet? I want to go back to Dustin's childhood real quick. <laughs> no, because I want to unpack this whole over. thing. We I don't can't know if help it, dude. Because Craig and I, Craig and I, deal with such like, hey, what about this tactic? And like, you're just so outside the box for us that we're yeah, looking at yeah. you like. Like yeah, there's something that thing. happened. Like, what did your dad do? What was your dad? What, what my, was your... my parents were teachers. They don't, you know, we traveled a little bit around the U.S., but we, not, you know, we didn't really leave the U.S. hardly ever. It wasn't really until I, I mean, I studied abroad in Taiwan, and that was kind of probably one of the turning points. But, you know, it was, when I was traveling, it was just the fact that I was so, I think because nothing I ever saw online showed what I was doing, right? So everything was like a new, think of trying to be able to do a new experience that you know nobody else is doing. That's, you know, so that was kind of my drive. Like I love to go to the places. And at first, as I mentioned, I had a girlfriend at the beginning. So like she wanted to go to the nice places. So she wanted to go to Amsterdam and London. And, you know, I'm just trying to think of other places that, you know, most people would go. And so I went to like Kazakhstan because I knew she wouldn't care. She had no idea and what was Tehran in Kazakhstan. And Tehran and Baghdad. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, and, and Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. I mean, holy yeah, so, smokes, man. And so Islamabad. like, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Like, and, I and, and for those of you who are not watching, you are a fair-skinned. You scream of America. You scream, you might you as well scream. wear a t-shirt. Freaking kidnap my ass. Kidnap me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should you should just literally <laughs> hold me for ransom. Hold me for ransom. I've got a wealthy family in Wisconsin. <laughs> Where are you from originally? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. No way. Yeah, exactly. You just scream. I didn't so, know that. Dustin, I have to tell you something. Did you Craig. guess that or you knew I, I was from Wisconsin? I swear to you, I just guessed that. He, Craig so has this right. uncanny ability when we're traveling. And like if someone's from another country or they and they but they speak English and they kind of have a little bit of a of an accent, a lingering accent with it, he'll be able to pick like not only the country, but like the town or the province that they're from. It's like the yeah, weirdest I thing. Accents. I have like a really yeah. and he can and he that. can uh, and he can speak like six languages. So every time he does it, he's like people like get like all wide, like, what the hell? Why is this yeah, why is this like, tall man speaking all this language to me? Yeah. <laughs> why does tall man speak with four tongues? <laughs> But um, it's crazy, though, that you, you really I don't I think that in certain parts of the world, you would be a very identifiable target. Yeah, um, for, for most places. I'm, just, I'm going my I'm clicking around the map and I'm just going to the most dangerous I mean, there's like places. five countries I blend into. It's, it's like Scandinavia and Germany and maybe like the Netherlands. Basically, the rest of the world I don't blend in. Mogadishu, bro. Did you see Black Hawk yeah. Down? Yeah, we went to the sites. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, that was wow, awesome. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you said, wow. I should have said there for dentistry, because the dentistry in, in Somalia is definitely a little different. That, that's where you're probably happy that you're, you're in America. When you're Justin, dentistry. are you an adrenaline junkie? Yeah, I was going to say, do you do cage, cage dives with sharks and stuff like that? I mean, not really. I just like to go to, I mean, I just love learning different cultures. So, yes, so do I, but there's, there's a lot of places on this map that you didn't go to that there's a lot of nice cultures. <laughs> I see a lot of wide open space. The, you said, the most let me pick the most dangerous places yeah, on the, the planet. Most I'm going to go there. areas yeah. are like literally, I'm look, zooming into the dense cluster. I mean, he's done a lot of Europe. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he's done more like, you know, of Sudan and Ethiopian, Mogadishu, Somalia. I mean, geez. Have you been to uh, Yemen? You've been to you Antarctica, Dustin? Did you go to Yemen? Yep. Yeah, I went to Antarctica. Yeah. Okay. So I was saying, I have a buddy of mine who crossed it, and uh, well, a new buddy, and he crossed <laughs> it in a sled. He's like, has the Guinness Book of World Records. You know, a common. Oh, yeah, Colin? I read about that guy. Yeah, yeah, Colin. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. At the end of this year, we'll be entering in the year 2020. 2020, everyone associates with perfect vision. Wouldn't it be cool to start your year off with perfect vision and clarity? or your practices trajectory, heck, even other aspects of your life, we are doing the summit early in the year for this very purpose. As practice owners ourselves, we are bringing tips and processes that helped grow our practices to scale. Learn from people who have done it, not just preach about it. So join us in Houston at the St. Regis, February 28th and 29th. We've negotiated amazing nightly room charges at $179. Even if you've been to a summit of ours before, do not miss this one. We're going to be focusing on digital marketing, including social media. Hope to see you there. Is, is one of your goals, my question is, is one of your goals, because I actually have a buddy like this who is yeah. attempting to go to every country on the planet before, and there's only been like, what, I don't know how many people on the planet who have done well, it, like 40 people? But I've already done it. So, You've already been to every country? So you're yeah, one of the yeah. people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm one, I would be one of those for sure. No shit. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's been, I guess he's I been, dude, how many, okay, more. wait, how many, it's, 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 islands. It's, it's like how many people? Well, it depends. There's like three different categories. So you have, unfortunately, it's very political, like everything in the world. So 
you know, there's probably about like 200 people, but a lot of those people don't leave airports or they do a lot of these uh, loopholes, right? So if you take how many people don't do loopholes, yeah, you're down to about 50 people. Or so. so there's 50 people who have probably done immersion into what well, you've done. Well, actually entered countries, left the airport, actually have- Yeah, immersion into the culture outside of the airport, yeah, exactly. I'm saying. Immersion yeah, into yeah. like, yeah. holy yeah. shit, that is bananas, dude. I Why know. Didn't he, he has been in Yemen, by the way. Well, he's been Twice. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, Dustin, what is what does your future look like? So, you're young. Are you going to continue to do another lap around the globe, or are you going to uh, are you going to settle down and 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 stop your nomadic ways, or what? I'm, I I think a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I started to do some videos because I just thought it'd be good to let the rest of the world know what I've done and experienced, right? Um, especially with. I think the biggest thing is a lot, there's a lot of misconceptions about the world, right? So some of the most dangerous places look amazing. So I think part of that, and obviously still traveling and kind of intermixing it, I'm trying to do now dentistry in the U.S. and be able to do dentistry in the U.S. at the same time traveling, seeing if it will work over here. We'll see how it goes. All right. My, my other question, and I'll stop asking questions, is if, if you had to identify one place on the earth to go before, before like I alluded to when I first started, there's one place you said, all right, I get one ticket and I'm Dustin. I'm about to, you know, I've only got six months left. I'm going to go one place. Tell me where to go. Where would you say? I mean, I'm probably just, it was the first place. It would probably be somewhere like Thailand because it has everything, mm. right? It has, it has the pretty beaches. It has the hiking. You can ride elephants. You can, uh, you got the nightlife. You got, it has a little bit of everything, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very affordable. So, you know, if somebody's looking at somewhere kind of exotic, but to still have a structure where everything's not chaotic, that's probably a good start. So Thailand. Okay. I've heard, actually heard, I've asked that question to my buddy and he kind of said the same thing. So that is a, uh, that's enough consensus for me. Yeah. Two people. Well, you know, we like I, I deal with oh, small yeah. give, give me your second best Dustin. Give me another one. Craig didn't like that. Uh, I mean, huh. you know, South Africa would be, you know, is another place I really like yeah. because I can, it's the one place in Africa. Well, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like they have roads that you can rent a car and drive everywhere. A lot of the other places in, in Africa, you can't rent a car. If you do, they're all, you know, have mud roads everywhere. So like South Africa has the safaris, it has the culture. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, still has the infrastructure so you can, you know, <laughs> enjoy yeah. going there. So. You know what you got to try, by the way, what you've never been to? Um, is you've never been to Delray Beach or West Palm Beach. Oh, I got to get, get on that. <laughs> yeah, and also you've not been to St. Louis, Missouri, or Memphis, Tennessee. Come on, bro. Yeah, you, have you been to all 50 states, Dustin? Uh, no, yeah, Nashville? You never, oh, no, he's been to Nashville. No, yeah, I've been to all 50 states. There's a lot of good. You've never been to Pittsburgh? Come on. We all right, so let's get back to dentistry for a second. <laughs> so yeah. what's been the craziest, uh, like, do you have any dental stories? Because I mean, so when I was in Yemen, um, I remember there was a, so, okay, how to, I got to tell you a little bit of a backstory. So, you know, I'm trying to visit Yemen. And if you don't know, there was a war going on because I, when I visited all the countries, it was like three years ago. Um, so this was during the Yemen crisis. So basically the entire country was, was, you weren't able to really get in, but there was this island called Socotra, which um, is, an, you know, it's the territory of Yemen. So I was like, well, maybe I should just go there. Well, to get there was crazy. I just jumped. I was in Omen and jumped on an, uh, an Indian boat going there for a supply run. Anyway, so that's my whole point. Is this, It took two days to get there. It was like a 40-hour boat ride. Um, and when I arrived there, you know, obviously I'm the only foreigner and everything. And they were cool because the boat has to stay there for seven days. So I'm like, even if they don't allow me, they'll just let me roam around for seven days. Um, and I met some other 
like I met a guy that was a tour guy. And so he's taking me around Yemen. It's a long story, but point is, we went to, I wanted to ride a camel through the desert. So we went like, drove about four hours south to the middle of the desert on this remote island that has no flights. It's only boats coming in and out. And, you know, and I met this camel guy who eventually told me that all the camels on an island was his. And if I want to ride a camel, I had to catch one of his camels, which is just insane. But uh, that's not, that's kind of harder, harder to catch a chicken, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I really don't think he had any, he just wanted money. But anyway, so I did get the camel ride. But the whole point of the story was he had, a, he had seven daughters. And um, I remember him saying, he's like, I have three really, really beautiful daughters, but their teeth keep falling out. And so I thought at the time, you know, maybe it's just baby teeth. Maybe it's just, um, you know, they have bad gum disease, something. And I'll never forget because I kind of just, you know, I, you know, I was like, okay, of course I'll take a look and, and check, but you know, and, and so I remember going and seeing his daughters and all of a sudden, you know, as soon as you saw it, you're like, Oh, this, this is not normal. This is something, this is something different. And so, uh, they had like rashes on their hands and feet, like really dry skin. Think of super dry skin on their hands and their feet. And exactly as I was saying, I mean, I remember like, like the, the, the oldest daughter was 18 and she had her second, lower second molars. Everything else was gone. She had lost all mm. her teeth. And yeah, so ectodermal dysplasia? Um, kind of. And then so her eight year, and then there's an eight year old that had like, she had her two front um, permanent molars and they were already shaky. So you could tell that they were like going to be coming out. Yeah, it was wow. just insane. So, uh, you know, it ended up being I ended up I was like, God, what is this? So I kind of cheated. I I messaged my professor from back at UF and took photos and everything. And it was Papillon Leprous syndrome, which is is a French name, so I might have said yeah. it wrong. Um, and it's extremely rare, and it's an autosome uh, autoimmune recessive uh, trait. So like it was just crazy and literally there isn't much of a cure and the teeth just you know i forget you have like some protein c that you don't have and so it, the, the teeth just fall out um oh, wow. but it was just you know to, to find one patient with it is so rare and here i found a family with three of them you know three people in the same family wow. so it was kind of insane you, you felt really bad, bad and like yeah because there's so, nothing you can do yeah exactly and, you, you know didn't i bring to, your all on four kit with you you know exactly like. and even that you they don't know, you know how well it works so yeah, so anyway, so that's one of those crazy stories that you were just in a place and you discovered something because of how remote it was. So Hey, Dustin, yeah. I've, I've not talked to many people in my life um, that have seen what you've seen. So I have just a couple of questions, you know, just for my own. Just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple. Um, so number one, you know, now that you've seen all these different cultures, most of the world does not live like we do here in the States. Um, in the Western world, we have access to massive amounts of luxury and health and, and um, things that most people yeah. on the planet would dream of. Do you, do you believe, and this is just your own anecdotal experience, do you believe that we are happier or less happier than the average global citizen you meet? Less happy, West? for sure. Less for, happy, sure. for sure. Okay. Without a doubt. Without it's any like, hesitation, right? Yeah, like I can say that. Okay, so like it's almost sometimes you want your country to be less successful. I know, I know that yeah. sounds really bad. But I, I, I think, th and I think you also compare yourself to your neighbor. So unfortunately in America, there's a lot of people that are rich. So people are always looking, especially in the media and stuff. So they're always looking at, I want this, I want this. But when you go around Africa and these villages where everybody's the same, everybody's staying in a kind of rough condition, they don't know, they have nothing to compare it to. There's no comparison being the thief of their joy, right? Yeah, exactly. And so you get these kids that have, might have like a soccer ball that's almost broken going on a field that like isn't even flat, you kick it and it'll bounce up because it's hitting the ground somewhere. 
and they're so happy, right? They don't, to play tag, you need nothing, right? So I think one mm. of our problems in the U.S. is because we have, we, I don't know the best way to say it, but we kind of have like too much. We, we compare ourselves and we always want more and more and more. Yeah, and, and by the way, the more you have, the more statistically speaking, the more scarce yeah. you get. People get more yeah. scarce and they have more. Like the Bedouin tribes of like North Africa, like I, I'm sure you can speak to this better than I can, but I, I have heard that yeah. when you pass by, they must invite you in and share what they have. And the reason yeah, being exactly. is because th there's so little in the desert that you know that you could be that person that needs something. So when you have, you give. And the more yeah. people, if you notice in America, the more money you have, the more gates you have, the more guards you have, the more further behind walls you have. Yeah. Having more makes us less less generous. It's it's wild. Like in in Florida, by the way, in hurricanes, like the, some of the most special times where we, all the neighbors pull together. So when a hurricane exactly. rolls through and just fucks your whole neighborhood up, everybody's out in the street. Like, hey, do you have salt? Do you have this? Do you yeah, have that? Yeah. But in between exactly. times, not so much. Not so much. But it's it's wild because I, I went to Cuba. Um, I was speaking on a, um, a Smiles at Sea cruise and uh, one of the ports was Cuba. And I had in my head this whole pre-framed idea of what Cuba is going to be like. All these poor people, you know, the yeah. fact that they, they're, they're imprisoned in a, a totalitarian regime and they don't have access to the Internet and blah, blah, blah. And how how bad for them. And I get off the boat and I, I, I stayed stuck in my own, you know, in my own belief system for a little while. But then I started seeing really, really happy people everywhere. And then by the mid-afternoon to late afternoon of the same day, I'm like, oh, shit, everything I've ever thought about, my belief systems about society, about capitalism, about you know, Marx philosophies and communism was like crashing down on me. Yeah, I had yeah. a little bit of an existential dilemma of like, we have it all wrong. I'm seeing kids yeah. in the street and, and I, was, I speak Spanish, fortunately, and I was with a Cuban guide who's local that's a friend of mine, a friend of a friend rather. And there was like this 13 year old girl that came up and hugged everybody and kissed them and then walked away. And I'm like, who is that girl? Like, oh, well, I don't know. I think her name's like Lola, but I don't remember. She lives in the neighborhood, but I could see this sense of community yeah. that everybody is, you know, communicating and loving and caring. And I'm like, in America, if a 13 year old child went up to an adult man and hugged him and kissed him, you'd be like, what is that, a pedophile? Like, oh, you got to protect exactly, that girl. Exactly. And there was exactly. no nefarious, there was no nefarious yeah. aspect to it. It's just yep. a, a human being caring about another human being. And now if you care, something's wrong with you. And it, I, I, I say it, unfortunately, we don't have it all right, you know, in America. Yeah. And it's really sad. That's exactly what I'm, and I mean, I, I had the exact same thing in multiple places. I mean, I remember in Africa, actually, of all things, I went on a date with a, with a lady from Senegal. And I remember like, you know, and really basically what I did is I needed someone to translate at the embassy. And I'll never forget when I went to pick her up, she stayed in a nice place. She had some, you know, and I just remember her friends, like, like we wanted to go after that. We wanted to go out to get, oh, I wanted to go to some site. It was like a tourist site where it's like kind of beachy and, you know, kind of, kind of hot. And she had brought, she was not prepared at all. And she's like, just wait one minute. And she walked to like the shop next door and bought for like a dollar, uh, you know, clothes that she could take on the trip. And she was, I remember, I'll never forget. She's like, I bet you can't do that in America. And, you know, and then like, she's like, you need shades. And she went and bought shades for like 10 cents for me. And, you know, it's just this different vibe, this atmosphere and this, this you know, just different way to see the world, right? Because we get so yeah. into the way we live is perfect and everywhere else is wrong. But there's many things in the world that other people do that's amazing, you know? So, yeah, yeah really I think there's a lot more global conscientiousness. The average global citizen is aware of them being part of a larger uh, community, the global community. Yeah. 
And I do for believe sure. that in America, it's just, it's America. It's all about America. And I get yeah. it. And, and I'm American and I drive yeah. a pickup truck just like Pete does. And I like to do all the stuff that we do. But you know, he drives a pickup truck because Pete does. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, now we're going there. We just got off the phone kidding. call where he, he was kidding. mentioned. I got Pete was mentioned in a very well-known book for and and it was credited for doing something in his office that was actually me and he got public. It's a national best-selling book. So. I mean, it just seemed like too much information. They just didn't need to need need to know. So anyway, I, I just believe that um, there is something, and I think it's good for our for our listeners because especially if you listen to podcasts. You're, you're, you're also like curious about what other dentists are doing. There's the whole Instagram thing. And I know I, we're beating a dead horse here, but we do have a very high rate of dissatisfaction, suicide, drug abuse. And there's a, there's a lot that you need to broaden your horizon. So one of the places that I'm most anxious to take, to take my own children to is I'm, go, I'm dying to go to Cambodia. I've got a buddy oh, of mine, I, Scott Neeson. He runs the Cambodian Children's Fund, the CCF. And for the last like five years, I sponsored a kid from Cambodia. And uh, his name is Meta. I read him every month. And I did a FaceTime video for him about uh, maybe like three, four months ago. I didn't know it was his birthday, but I coincidentally said, hey, I want to FaceTime you. And the, through the translator, we got to do it on his birthday. I had my laptop open and he's over there. And we start singing happy birthday to him. And he just breaks down crying. And my kids are crying and I'm crying. I'll probably fucking cry because I'm talking about this right now. But it was just, it was so special to see this orphan in Cambodia that we can touch his life. And I think the best gift you can give your children because um, you're shaping their lives is context. And yeah. their kids here are getting bullied and cyberbullied and they're, and they're, 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 and dentists are being bullied. I mean, geez, there's, there's a bully situation going on right now that I'm aware of on Facebook with a friend of mine, a dentist amongst other dentists. And it's, and we've lost sight of what's important. We, we are capitalism and it, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. It's wonderful because it gives you access to amazing things but it's also a curse and the ability to go forward and do everything you want to do is a curse as well, because a guy like Dustin is figuring out how to work to live. And um, Pete and I were talking about this. When you, when you just work to live, you're squandering a lot of potential because you have access. You could actually borrow three, four, $5 million like I did and build a massive building and grow your business and, you know, hang out with so-and-so and this person, that person. But just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And I think it's always important. Don't hijack someone else's vision. Just, just yeah. determine what you want for yourself. And that's what I, when I, when I hear you and we heard that kid that was at Starbucks last week, there's a commonality. And I don't believe this is coincidence that Pina had this whole conversation in Whistler. And then a week and a half later, we're talking to you. I think there's really cool stuff going on here. Did that make any sense, Peter? Or are you going to edit all that out? No, it made total sense. Total sense. So Dustin, where can, uh, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, wandering underscore dentist. Wandering underscore dentist. Yeah. Nice. And your and your website is the wandering dentist, right? The wandering dentist.com. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. Cool. So I yeah. just want people so to be Dustin, able to. Were, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. No, no. Definitely point it out. I mean, the website's dynamic. I didn't do the research yeah. beforehand, but man, that was that's freaking <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. What 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 about? So what? Just out of curiosity, when you you've been listening to our podcast obviously for a little while, what drew you to us? If you don't mind me asking, why well, I mean, listen I, to us? I just thought like one of the coolest things was I, I kind of find that the dental business. So that's one of the things I'm looking at right now is possibly, you know, would I want to start my own practice? Could I, could I do that and still travel? And, you know, it was something that you had a lot of great tips on different things like that. So, you know, I, 
I, I really like the business aspect. I always thought that's something I wanted to do. I didn't know that I would go <laughs> so many years before I ever even, you know, <laughs> was traveling full time. So that's kind of, you know, it was really, really interesting. And hence why I contacted you guys. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did, buddy. I learned, I'm yeah, blown I away. And, um, and it's just, it's a cool thing that you're doing. Just when you think dentistry is mundane and, and boring and whatever, you kind of open my eyes up like, holy cow, like you can go practice it around the world and you can go treat yeah. people in the Sahara. You can take, you know, like it's just crazy. Yeah. So sometimes we get stuck in our own, you know, our own mental box and uh, you've just, it's crazy. So I, I, I'm, uh, I'm envious of, of the experiences you've had. It sounds like you've had some crazy yeah. things and, yeah. uh, and, I'm, and I enjoy, and I enjoy calling you, you know, now, now you're a new friend. Next time I have somewhere yeah. I want to travel, I'm going to call Dustin and say, Dustin, what do you think about this place? And also, Dustin, yeah. just Pete, Pete and I both have uh, uh, nice houses in Atlanta. He, he has a house in Atlanta. I have one here on the east coast of Florida. If you find yourself uh, coming through our area, we'd love to have you uh, bunk up Pretty with awesome. us and hang out yeah. with us. That'd be fun. Super cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure. I'm inviting Pete because I just stayed at his house last week too. So. There you go. <laughs> he has a nice guest house. Perfect. Uh, Dustin, well, thanks for, thanks for coming on, buddy. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, hope to, hope to keep connecting. Yeah, awesome. It's great for having me. I really I appreciate it. All right. Awesome, buddy. Thank Take you care, so guys. much for your perspective. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. If you got any value or insight from today's episode, we ask for your help. First, review us on iTunes. It creates awareness to help others find us, and it literally takes like five seconds. Second, if you want to stay in touch with announcements and updates, text the words Bulletproof, all one word to 345345. We promise not to bombard you with spam text. Also, don't forget to check out our upcoming summit 2020 registration page at bulletproofsummit.com. We're going to be focusing on digital marketing, including social media. Do not miss this one for real. Thanks, y'all.